Hello and welcome to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. Welcome to our viewers and to our listeners on the radio. It is January and that time of the year that we traditionally get an update on the state of the city from our mayor. So of course my guest today is Erie Mayor Joe Schember who recently took the oath of office for his second term. Welcome Mayor. The mayor is going to give us his state of the city remarks and we'll chat after that. So Mayor, go ahead. Thank you very much, Lisa. Uh, thanks for having me on so we can talk about my team, our accomplishments, and challenges during 2021. I hope we'll also have a little time to talk about what we look forward to in the years ahead. I also want to thank both Democrats and Republicans who voted for me last year. I think I was the first candidate for mayor to win both the Democrat and Republican nominations here in Erie. Okay, let me first give a quick summary of what happened in each city department in 2021. We'll start with police and fire. Chief Dan Spazarni and his team in the Erie Police Department were very busy through 2021. They received 52,126 calls for assistance. All the major crime categories were down in 2021, except for two. Shots fired was 311 and people shot was 72. These are way too high. I'll explain later how we will use ARP funding to drastically reduce the number of shots fired and the number of people shot in Erie. I'm also proud that we received only 13 citizen complaints in 2021 and only two were for the use of force. Our police department also brought in grants totaling over $3.9 million. I also must mention briefly the great work that Sergeant Tom Lennox and Sergeant Jamie Russo and over 80 other Erie police officers are doing in the Police Athletic League and the Community Outreach Program. They are building great relationships with over 600 students in the Erie Public Schools. I got to experience this just before Christmas when I accompanied Sergeant Lennox and two other officers as they delivered small presents to many students on Erie's Lower East Side. Many of these students want to become police officers. I also have to thank Michael Outlaw for his work creating the Strengthening Police Community Partnerships Council. We have been so successful implementing and sustaining this program that the United States Department of Justice came back to learn from us so they can help other cities become better at building community relationships. Chief, Fire Chief Joe Walco and his team of firefighters responded to 6,500 calls for service in 2021. Erie firefighters are usually the first responders to medical emergencies in the city. I had an opportunity when I was riding with the Erie Ambulance Service last summer to see our firefighters in action trying to save the life of a man whose heart had stopped on Erie's Lower East Side. It was incredible to see how hard the firefighters worked trying to get this man to start breathing again. They were well underway when <coughs> we arrived and they continued to work nonstop for over 30 minutes while we were there. This gave me a whole new perspective on the work the Erie firefighters do. I was also very impressed with the work that Kathy Rosnick and the staff of the city's first ever planning department did in their first full year in operation. They completed strategic plans for Academy Marvintown and Fairmont McClellan neighborhoods. They also created a property conditions database, launched Erie's Groundwork Trust, and started the Love Your Block program. They are also having a transformational impact on how we will spend ARP funding which I'll talk about at the end. The city's public works department, led by Chuck Zisk and A.J. Antolik, does incredible work here in Erie. In 2021, they implemented a new security system which made City Hall much safer. 
They also got the unsafe Kakwa Bridge demolished. That bridge should be replaced in 2023. They worked with Griff Rick Griffith and the LEAF Board of Directors to get the Griff slides installed at Frontier Park. They have also been working on other parks, including adding public art, making improvements at Bayview Park, installing a playground at McClellan Park, and working with residents to add six regular-sized pickleball courts at Baldwin Park. Time does not be, permit me to mention any more of the great work done by our Public Works Department. Moss Sella has done a great job in 2021 running our Citizen Response Center. He received 5,396 calls last year. That's about 103 per week. His busiest month was August with 630 calls. Moss does a great job of getting back to people quickly. I encourage everyone to call Moss with any questions, issues, or input about city services. You can reach him at 814-870-1111. Our Department of Economic and Community Development, led by Deborah Smith, has also done great work over the last year. Over the last four years, they administered total DECD grants of over $36 million. They also received an additional almost $3 million in home ARP funding. These funds will provide housing services and shelter to individuals experiencing homelessness and other vulnerable populations. More information about these funds will be announced later this month. For the last 10 years, Erie, along with 506 other cities, has been rated by the Municipality Equality Index Scorecard, which evaluates how city laws, policies, and services treat LGBTQ community. In 2017, our rating was 29 out of a possible 100. I'm happy to tell you that in 2021, our rating was 86. We will not be satisfied, though, until we get it to 100. I also want to thank my Chief of Staff, Renee Lamus, for creating an open, transparent process for appointments to serve on city authorities, boards, and commissions. It is now a wide open process in which applications are accepted and candidates are interviewed. Our goal is to appoint a diverse group of people with the skills needed by each board. Finally, I want to take a minute to give you an overview of ARP funding, which will be transformational for Erie. By the end of 2021, after much planning, research, and numerous study sessions with City Council, we've successfully obligated the $76 million in ARP funding as follows. 20.7 million will be used for economic and community development. 14.6 million for housing, renovations, and first-time homebuyer assistance. 12.8 million for stormwater, sanitary sewer, and wastewater infrastructure. 14.1 million for public safety. This funding will increase our community policing initiatives by reinstating the crisis car and the juvenile unit to respond to issues of domestic violence, drug and alcohol abuse, homelessness, and juvenile crime. 8.2 million for improvements to parks, public spaces, greenways, and neighborhood revitalization, and 4.5 million in revenue replacement. Finally, just under a million dollars for information technologies. We also created the ARP Council of Advisors. The ARP Council of Advisors is a diverse group of people who will ensure that Erie positions itself for an inclusive and equitable recovery. Let's build an Erie where everyone is accepted regardless of their race, religion, gender, ethnicity, heritage, or the color of their skin. Finally, 
I want to recognize and thank over 650 city employees who have continued to work day in and day out throughout this pandemic. They worked together, they picked up slack for each other, but through it all, they served the residents, keeping us safe by protecting us, by paving, clearing snow, cleaning up refuse, maintaining parks, revitalizing neighborhoods, and helping businesses and entrepreneurs and community organizations every day. I look forward to talking about this much more now with Lisa Adams. Well, thank you so much, Mayor, for that impressive list of how it's gone in your first term. And we'll be right back to talk about your goals for term two. Well, welcome back to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. We're talking about the state of the city with Erie Mayor Joe Schember. I should say I am getting over a cold and I have tested negative for COVID. So <laughs> just to get that out of the way in case you're wondering at home. Well, I was there when you were sworn in at the beginning of the month. We have a little video of you taking the oath of office for this second term. And I asked you that day, and I guess I'll ask you now. You started the first time around with a lot of optimism. Do you still feel optimistic this time around? I mean, you've had some real challenges with uh, COVID-19. Yes, I still though feel very optimistic to be very honest. I've, I've got a great team that's formed around me. They're, they're incredible. <laughs> Most of them I didn't try to recruit. They kind of came to me and said, hey, is there any way I can help? Or, or they may have helped with my campaign as well. But uh, it, it's incredible the group of people that, that I'm working with. And I just feel like now that we've had this one year of four years of experience, we kind of understand it a lot better than we did when we first took office. And I'm really hoping we can move things forward much more quickly. Well, you've set uh, two goals, but they are very big ones, and that's why we're seeing swabbing there. Um, your goals <laughs> to bring more jobs and people to live and work in the city of Erie, um, also to eliminate COVID in the yes. next six months, if possible. Yes, yes. So, uh, obviously, we know that's going to take more than the city of Erie to do that. But Absolutely. So you talked about trying to create uh, or to bring 10,000 people into the city over the next eight years. And I thought later, does that mean he's planning to run for another term already? <laughs> it might mean that. <laughs> I, I definitely want to as long as my health holds, my family's okay. I, I would plan to run for re-election in four years. So uh, what exactly are your strategies to try to bring more people to the city or create more jobs here? I mean, obviously that was something you wanted to do in term one yes. also, yes. but then that census information came back that was disappointing. Yeah, and of course we don't believe that that census information is correct, and we're gonna challenge that in, probably in March, I think is when we're allowed to do that. But I really believe, we've been doing a lot, especially in the background, to move Erie forward, and you know, we've, we've lost about 40,000 40, people over the last 50 or so years, and it's been very gradual, but, you know, so it, some of my staff may be a little upset with me that I set that at 10,000 10, people over the next eight-year goal, uh, but I really believe that's possible. I think we were making great progress before COVID started, and there's still a lot going on in the background. You know, one of the things, uh, you know, that, uh, it happened downtown. Many people may not even be aware of this yet, but we have the new Gem City Food Hall, which is an incredible, we've never had anything like that in Erie. The flagship city. The, food the flagship hall. city food hall, thank yeah, you. Yeah, we have a little bit of video of that. Um, obviously, you know, this was a big effort by the private sector to get something going downtown. Yes. And um, just curious, yeah, what your reaction is to all of that. You know, I've, I've eaten there four times already. It, it is an incredible place. And, 
it's, I feel like I'm almost in a different city because Erie's never had something what, like that and the food is incredible. You, you, you run into people, you talk to people. That's gonna really bring people together, especially once we get beyond COVID. But that's not all that's going on in that area. That four block area is really gonna be totally transformed over the next couple of years. And I think that's a mistake we made in the past. We tried to spread money out over a, around the whole city and it just kind of got lost. We're transforming, you know, what Richford Arms is doing right across the street from that is incredible also. And I think they're investing over $20 million, if I remember, in, in, and it's gonna be much more attractive, a better place for the people there to live. And then what's happening in the two blocks north of that also is, is incredible. Over the next couple of years, we're gonna see a lot of good things happening downtown area. Right, so there's gonna be a brand new building at Fifth and State, and the construction is going up on yes. that. So certainly that's a bright spot. I know they've added market rate housing above in those buildings and put some buildings back on the tax rolls. Yes. Um, so talk about uh, that big, beautiful Erie Insurance building. I mean, how frustrating has it been <laughs> that those workers haven't been able to come back downtown because they really enliven the downtown yes. and support a lot of downtown business. Yes, they do. And I'm sure Erie Insurance is very frustrated with that. Uh, but I think they've been doing the right things. You know, they're, they're not forcing people back, especially with COVID, the way it's going. I think anybody expected COVID to last all two years. Looks like it's definitely going to do that. I just kind of set that six-month goal to get it under control, and that may or may not happen, but I thought at least we should have a goal, and anything the city can do to help with that, we're, we're more than happy to do uh, yeah, it. Yeah, do you have some specific ideas in mind, um, a messaging, or to work in a different way with our health providers in the area? What what can the city do to tackle COVID? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we, we don't have a health department. We'll always follow the lead of the county health department, which we, we have going forward. But we're trying to lead by example, you know, wear a mask when out in public, uh, do, do as much virtually as possible. We, you know, we do a lot of virtual meetings and I do look forward to being able to get face-to-face uh, -face again more, but right now it's just not safe. The numbers are incredible, what's been happening lately, and it doesn't look like they're gonna slow down anytime soon. Yeah, it certainly was a wallop to any businesses in the food service industry <sighs> downtown. You know, for periods of time they had to be closed completely. I mean, do you think there's a better relationship between uh, municipal governments in the state now because for a while we seem to really be at odds at what the vision uh, of the governor was for shutting us down. Yeah, I mean we've always believed in the governor's vision as well as the county health department's vision for what we should be doing in Erie. We've always supported that and, and we will continue to do that going forward. All right, when we come back you talked about spending those ARP funds in the best way possible. We'll dig into that a little bit more. Stay with us. I'm Lisa Adams. Welcome back again to The Insider. We're talking with Erie Mayor Joe Schember about the state of the city. So let's talk a little bit more about spending the ARP funds. Some has already gone to this new gymnasium proposed by the Eagle's Nest and Bishop Brock. Well, no. No money is actually... City Council approved that, but we have a process we're going to go through, and we still have to go through that, and I was explained to Bishop Brock, and he understands that. Uh, so no money has been released yet. We are still putting the process in place. We hope to have that in place within a week or two here, and then we'll move forward with Bishop Brock and other applicants. Okay, so council has approved that in principle, but does that fall, is it possible that falls under one of the headings? It of, does. Okay, yes, so it explain definitely that a does. little bit. Okay, so we, we've designated, um, I can't remember the exact number, maybe about two million, two to three million 
for, for helping local uh, organizations uh, help the people that were most impacted by COVID-19. And Bishop Brock does a wonderful job there over at the Eagle's Nest with, with his uh, program. He's got some of the kids in Erie who are, have great potential but are probably at most at risk for growing up and moving to a life of crime eventually. And what he is doing is helping them to avoid that and to see other opportunities and have a, a, a better life here in Erie. And the one thing he lacks, I think he's got four, it's a grade school and they keep adding more, eventually it'll be eight grades. But one thing they don't have is a gymnasium. Right. And that's been frustrating, so that's what this will provide. Okay, and it would benefit Mel Witherspoon's program as well, the Spoons League? A, a spoon is an active member of the church there and he, he's been advocating for it. Uh, it may, I'm not sure it's going to, I think Spoon would have to apply for money that he wants. As you know, the only thing that city council passed was the money, I think it was like 650000 to the new school. And they need over a million to do that. So they're not asking us for all the money. And he's got sources for the rest of that. And okay. uh, Spoon is, is very good in what he does and we'll work closely with him as well. So here's the breakdown of the other spending that you mentioned in your opening remarks. Yes. Uh, and maybe we can just tick through these quickly. Sure. $20.7 million for economic and community development. What's that for? That is for basically helping uh, low-income people, people, again, that were impacted by COVID-19, that may be having, having trouble. What I'm hoping to do is use this money to raise them to a new level. Typically, a, a lot of uh, minorities in Erie, to be frank, uh, have been living in generations in, in poverty. And what we want to do is use this as an opportunity to move them up to a higher level. A lot of the work we're doing in the schools, I think, is helping with that. But this money is really a great opportunity. We don't want to just give it to people to spend. We want to spend it in a way that's going to move them to a higher level of living. Okay, and then money to re renovate homes and help first-time home buyers. Uh, the stormwater and wastewater infrastructure, we know we had seen the sewer collapse there over there on the east side. Yes. Uh, certainly, uh, we're learning that a lot of Erie's infrastructure really needs some serious help. Absolutely, and this would get us up to a good level. There's a possible another source for those, th that funding, and if that happens, we will move this money to something else. But we wanted to at least commit to this, and it gets our stormwater system, which is over 100 years old. Nobody can see it. It's all underground. But and that cost $1.7 million, that collapse over at 5th and East Avenue, and we don't want that to happen again. Okay, and then uh, parks, public spaces, neighborhoods, we understand that. Yes. Uh, $4.5 million for revenue replacement, what's that about? That's money that the city did not receive because of COVID, basically, because of the lack of revenue. And so that goes into the city's budget, and that can be spent however we want to spend it. Okay, and then the uh, almost a million dollars for information technology. Uh, what are we talking about there? The city is heavily paper-based. I mean, anytime anything happens with any employees, I, I get a form, I've got to sign it, and it, it goes to about four different people along, along the way. We're hoping to convert that to an electronic system and just make things much more electronic and eliminate all this paper. So you had been involved with this City Grows company that was one of the companies that yes. came through Security. Wasn't that part of transforming all of that to be more electronic? That was, it definitely was supposed to be part of that. For some reason, that, that didn't work. So we have to look at other directions. Okay. Well, I left out a very important chunk of money there, the $14.1 million for public safety, and we'll focus on that in our last segment. Stay with us.
Welcome back. Mayor Schember is here talking about the state of the city. So one big focus will be on public safety, $14.1 million coming from uh, the ARP funds. Lately, we have seen a return to gun violence in spite of all the efforts in this arena to strengthen police and community partnerships and, and target this. So talk a little bit about exactly how those funds will be used. Yes, uh, basically, as I said in my opening speech, the, the 311 gunshots gun that happened last year and the 72 people who were shot is, is just way, way too high. So this is really designed to stop that, turn it around, and, and move Erie forward. Basically, uh, right now, if, when there's a problem in a home, and we were at a point where we were getting about 20 of these a week, there were calls where there may be some violence going on between uh, husband and wife or the man and woman that live there or us others. We'd always respond to that, settle it, and then move on to the next thing. There was never any follow-up uh, to try to correct that. And so that we're going to add a couple of some additional police officers that there'll be two of them on duty around the clock, 24 hours, and they their job is not to do the initial response, that'll be the main police force, but their job is then to follow up with them and uh, get that, uh, you know, and hopefully build a relationship where those kind of issues and problems are, are going to cease and, and not continue. It seems like this is some of the stuff that uh, was talked about nationally you know, defunding police. Well, no, let's not defund police, but let's focus on some of these other uh, problems. So juvenile is another area where you're going to uh, put a big yes, initiative as well. That's correct. There's millions of dollars go going in there as well. And of course, that, that's the work that, that's been going on, like in the Police Athletic League, the PAL, the PAL League. Uh, that, that's just incredible. The relationship that I see now between these police officers and the middle school students, uh, you know, there, there's close friendships. Uh, they, they know each other by name. They go to, uh, the, the kids come to them with problems. Uh, so, you know, we want to keep building that and we will have more officers involved in that as well. And you're actually hiring new officers? Are you in, uh, yes. making the force bigger again? Yes, we are going to add about 25 officers over the course of the next 18 months or so. We can't actually start until about May of this year. We, we have to replace about seven or eight officers that have retired or moved on for whatever reason. Uh, but in, in, in May, we plan to start hiring additional officers. And some of our existing officers are ones we've identified that'll go and do this new kind of work. And then the new officers coming in will be out on the street taking their place. And we, we're down to about the last minute, but th this is hiring of police that couldn't have been done without ARP funding? That's right. We, I mean, is that sustainable for the long run? Uh, well, we're prepared. It's sustainable for at least the next four years. And we're prepared to start uh, cutting the police force back in about two years if, if we need to and not hiring replacements. But my hope is that, again, we bring more jobs, more people to Erie. That generates more revenue. And the revenue comes in that we can keep those police officers in force. Well, best wishes in your Thank second you. term. Thank you. And uh, we'll be watching to see if you can achieve those goals of 10,000 people in eight years and yes. uh, getting rid of COVID. Certainly, we would all love to see that. Yes. Um, Mayor Schember, thanks so much for being with us and thank sharing you, the state of the city. As always, thank you for joining us on The Insider. If you have an idea for us to explore, just email me at ladams at erienewsnow.com and join us again next time for The Insider.